Hey Warriors and welcome back to another episode of Warrior Within. I know that I've been having a very interesting week as God has been revealing some interesting things with myself that goes aligned with the battlefield of the gods. Now I wanted to make a quick announcement of thanking everybody who has been praying, who has reached out to me, to people who have subbed on Anchor. I really do appreciate all that you guys have been doing and listening. You know, one of my challenges to you guys, share the podcast with other guys. With all the emails I've been getting from some of you guys, it has broken my heart. It has made me realize how important it is that this podcast keep going because it it shows me that listening and obeying God when he told me to start this was because he had a plan for it. I don't know where it's going to go or where it's going to end up for the future. I I do want to continue to do it even with the church plant going on. But I don't know if it's just going to stay like this or if God's going to use it even further than where it's been. But I know that it's challenged me. It's even helped me to really deal with some things I've been going through because I hear from other guys what they're going through. It makes me wonder, have I dealt with this or am I having these issues? Which then it opens me to really understand the scriptures about certain things. So this week, it's actually about anxiety. Now I'm calling it anxious minds because this is all really connecting to the series of the armor of God. If you haven't listened to that yet and you're new or you haven't got to that point yet, make sure you go through that because a lot of what that, what God taught me through that is starting to connect into this series in some ways. Now, I, I listened to several sermons and, and pastors about anxiety and stuff like that. A lot of times where I see a lot of people keep thinking anxiety is, is worry. Now, I want to be very clear that worry is not necessarily what people are going through. I'm not worried about certain parts and that's why I have anxiety what people have not really understood about anxiety is that anxiety comes from things that have happened to people that has no longer been able to be hidden deep inside us and it's now coming out and I want you guys to really think about that because I'm going to make mention of this a little bit again, because the idea is that I've learned this week, it's about praying and praise equals peace. It also reflects an understanding that God is our refuge. And much of what we have anxiety about is because we've never truly dealt with it. Now we talked about the armor of God a lot in a lot of my series and I did a series on it. 
anxiety in my mind, thinking from the, the war perspective of what it does to us as men, is a counterattack by the enemy to not necessarily deal with our everyday life or our past life. And what's happening is it's now affecting our work life, family life. It's confusing us as men. It's making us have a hard time understanding how to deal with our wives. It even affects our sex life. It affects the way we think. It affects the way we treat people. It affects the way we read scripture. Because there's parts of what our past has gone through that we have never truly surrendered to God. Even though we we read the verses over and over again where it says, give it to God, give it to God, give it to God. Pastors say it all the time at church. They tell us over and over again, just give it to God, give it to God. You'll find peace. Give it to God, give it to God. But the, the problem is that we have not dealt with it to give it to him because we don't really know how it's actually affected us by any means because we have hidden it so deep that we don't feel that that hurt or pain quite yet until something happens and suddenly all that just comes out because it has several factors it's current future and past you know i was bullied when i was younger I was, I had self-esteem issues, especially towards women. And I still remember even times today of the bullyingness that I got where, you know, I was a little overweight. So I got made fun of that. And that, like I played basketball, but I was too aggressive. They didn't like that. I remember, you know, I wanted to play football. They laughed at me. These are other guys. And then when I got into middle school, you know, I struggled with being confident in who I was because of how badly I was mistreated since I was like four years old all the way to fourth grade. Now, I've probably told the story, but one of the funniest things that ever happened to me was I, and it wasn't funny in some sense because every day I was sitting alone in the lunch room and I would sometimes just cry. Neat. And I remember the four i would say the four most popular girls you know the the girls that you know guys always want to date i remember four of them with their some of their friends came and sat with me and asked what happened what's going on and i thought you know this is weird why do you care and they go we care and and i had all these women like young young ladies sitting around me i told them well i'm constantly getting bullied every day by the same guys whether it's on the line, whether it's outside in the playground. And they said, who are they? And I said, I'd rather not say because I don't, I don't want to get in more trouble. And they're like, no, you need to tell us. And I, and I named the three because the thing is, the funny part of the whole thing is the three of those guys were dating three of those four girls. And those th four girls, three girls, I'll dump them. And then they sat with me like three times a week and just, they didn't, they didn't try to force any real friendship with me. They didn't try to force it, but they sat and they ate with me they hung out with each other, talked and they just treated me with kindness. And then they even walked me to class because I like, because of those bullies, other guys didn't want to be my friend because they, 
picked on me so bad that they are creating other issues for me. And then those same girls even, you know, hung out with me a little bit in the playground. It made me realize that there's still people that care, that there's people around there, but this is in fourth grade. So the thing is, guys, there is baggage that we all have that we've never 100% dealt with. So I put that aside in middle school life. You know, I was in a Christian school. It's a little bit different. I had a lot of anger because of that hurt, that bullying. It turned into a lot of anger. And I know we've kind of talked a little about it, but this is what anxiety does. The anger was being used in sports because I played basketball there. I also did track. And I remember getting into high school and some of the anger still existed. It got it got even more better because of the coach I had who was teaching us to be a little bit more how to, you know, how to be a man of God, how to love God, how to act like a man on the field and off the field. And I got trained really well in at the school. But after all these years, I've realized that there's a lot of different things that has happened to me not being able to get any opportunity in full-time ministry for quite a while to my home church blackballing me to um situation that happened not too long ago that's still it's still like that that still like was a part of me even though i thought in my head i had cast all my cares onto him and i surrendered it and i wasn't worrying about it I focus too much on the word worry and not enough on casting my cares to God. So I get to Psalms 55, which we talked about last week, which is interesting how this connects. But it says in verse 22, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow righteousness to be shaken. You put your cast, you know, you cast all that care on him, right? You gain a sustain now we think in our heads sustaining is like getting a position or holding a solid ground or stand for a moment in our life and then we go right to first peter 5 7 which everybody know knows about cast all your cares on him because he cares for you first peter 5 7 and it continues says a sober-minded be alert your adversary, the devil, is prowling, roaring like a lion, looking for anyone to devour. Resist him, firm in the faith, knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout the world. We're not alone. This is why worry is not 100% what anxiety is. I do think at some point our anxiety leads into being worrying because now we're not having faith in God like we're supposed to. But the anxiety that most of us have probably gone through throughout our life has been built up into a form of hidden hurt that we've never actually dealt with. It's almost like we have capsized our our inner pains and hurts, and whether it's abuse whether it was being bullied, whether it was being mistreated unjustly, whether it's because bad things happen to our family, like losing a parent, losing siblings, anything that we can think of that has built up, we thought we've dealt because we th we said it that we've given it to him, but we've really not because we still hold on to a lot of anger, a lot of hurt, repeated abuse in our brains it's affected our mind that's why it's anxiety anxious minds because what happens is it starts filling our mind 
It starts filling our heart. This is why it's connected to the armor of God, because the armor of God protects us in, in ways that is not only just straight up just the darts of the, of the enemy, but it's the counter moves of the enemy. It's also because it helps us seek God first in how we're supposed to live our life. It's a very interesting connection that I've been learning and understanding anxiety for myself. If you don't deal with it, it doesn't go away. It doesn't just disappear just because you stop thinking about it. It still lingers around and it starts affecting every aspect of our life. And in a lot of ways, it can start affecting our health, which it has been doing to me, which I thought something could help deal with it like lessen the anxiety would be to make me more chill but it that did a little bit but it's not until i recognize that i've never dealt with it that i'm starting to see improvement in myself i've noticed that that anxiety feeling has like every day kind of starts slowly goes goes away from from my thoughts my mind because i sometimes like what guys don't realize is when they start actually thinking about or in my case writing out my thoughts that's when i started noticing there's times where i feel like i owe people there's times that i've because like you know this last 10 years has not been easy but I feel like I have to owe them and not realize that they just did it out of just being loving and caring for my wife and I. And that's hard because that's an anxiety that's that's there. I also feel that what happened to me not too like four years ago. Is it four? No, three years ago. Still lingers. It's still, it's still there, even though in my my mindset of my words, I was saying, yes, Lord, you know, I give it to you. But it was still lingering. I didn't really surrender at all to him until I realized I need to truthfully understand surrendering. Because I've been in a constant state of trying to prove my value in this world in the wrong way. Because it affects every aspect of the way I look at myself, not realize I've never actually really dealt with it. You know, we look at these scripture and we understand that the, the enemy is just waiting to try to break us down and destroy us. But the idea of casting all our cares on him is to understand that he's willing, that God is willing to come down and help you through whatever it may be. To, to help you be able to counter that attack by the enemy. This is also why I think a lot of us struggle in sin issues is because of our anxiety. Because we've never dealt with the hurts and pains we have battled. Sin has an easier time entering in and, and kind of taking the place of what should be God's peace. 
through praying and praise, we focus so much on trying to prove our value. The more and more I've t dealt with it with each day, and this has only been for the last, like it's not even been a week yet, and I've understood more and more the importance of being able to share this because it opens up my mind to factors that like what people have said to me, what they go through and the battles that they deal with that I haven't necessarily dealt with what I should have been dealing with this whole time. Even though I thought I did, I wasn't. So we're going to take a really quick break and then continue with the next half of what God's been kind of showing me and I'll see you right after. Hey warriors, welcome back to the second half of the episode. So now the question is, what has God kind of shown me? Well, one, I will tell you this. Remember I said in the beginning, it says prayer and praise. Prayer and praise is a very interesting thing. One of my, my favorite things to do is listen to just worship music and just put my whole heart in it and just praise God and just throw it all out to him. Second thing, pay attention to what God is actually saying to you, because I remember how I told you that God's really had the song of breakthrough in my heart for a month and a half. And I didn't understand. I wasn't looking for really any breakthrough right now. I wasn't seeking out a breakthrough. I, I'm still waiting to see if God's going to allow us to go earlier to Hillsboro, but I didn't see the breakthrough. I didn't understand until last week. It was affecting, it felt like a lump in my chest that I was having. And it was just constantly there and nothing like I was relaxing. I was trying not to get myself stressed out, but nothing was working. I was working out. And I've been like, I've been gotten really back into working out some more. And none of that was making me feel less of that lump in my chest. And I was like getting really frustrated. So I asked some people to pray about it and, and God just revealed, you know, the breakthrough was you need to be aware that you have not dealt with your anxiety and boom, I was like, Oh wow. And I want you to know, I'm still learning cause I'm still, I don't really have all the answers, but I could tell you this. The first thing I would say is ask God, pray, pray and ask God. He will reveal things that could be going on in your life that you haven't dealt with, that you've been wondering why I struggle with different things, why my health is like in shambles, why my marriage is having issues, why I'm struggling with, with my wife and what she needs. Why am I struggling, you know, dealing with like as a parent, like my kids, I, I don't understand. Uh, my friendships, you know, what it means to be a man. Why am I struggling at work? Why am I struggling at school? Why does it seem like I can't find the right woman? Because, you know, I don't understand. Like, there's all these questions that we have of what, why, why things are not happening, let alone why are things happening that we don't have answers to why and why and why. Pray. That's the first thing. Pray and ask. One of the things I'm doing right now is I have a journal out <clears throat> and every day I've been trying to write into it just everything that's on my mind, all the issues I'm having, 
the concerns I'm having, the th concerns of my past, present, and even future, and I've just been writing it out, writing it out, writing it out. And I, like I said, you know, I've been trying to encourage you guys for the last two years, get a journal book and write out your questions, write out your thoughts, write out your concerns, do all of that, and then pray over it, asking God, hey, reveal to me more that I need to know about this stuff because I don't understand what's going on. Because I could tell you this, we have scars. You know, the greatest example I can think of of what it's like is like in, Je in Japan, when a pot's broken, they don't just throw it out. They go and they fill in the cracks of the pot with gold. Personally, I think what we do is we put the pieces together and then fill it with glue. And then as the glue expands, it starts breaking the pot more. And it falls apart again. So we go and get more glue. And we keep doing, keep trying to figure out how to fix our problems alone, let alone deal with our issues alone, let alone trying to do everything alone. And so we keep making more scars and more scars. And, and God's like, you, you guys are not surrendering everything to me to deal with. And I'm not talking about surrendering your life and having him be your king. I'm talking about your issues you still lock them up or ball them up and tie them up and you hang them over your back and you walk with it and you keep saying yo yeah yeah i surrendered but you never truly did that's why you have anxiety it's there your past has caught up to you at some point and that's why that's what i'm trying to say is i feel like everything that has ever happened to me up to this point has caught up to me because things changed in 2019 for me I noticed my health changed. I noticed my food, like my food issues started coming up. I had allergies I never had allergies of before. I noticed that, you know, I was, my nose is always feeling affected and it's gotten a little bit better here and there, but right now it's allergy season out here. So it doesn't really help, but I've been noticing that I've been getting better at that. Um, like different things that were starting to get better, but there's still like this, like to me, it was like, I was never truly distressed. And I was kind of noticing that my energy would just get sucked out really fast. And I was sitting there trying to figure out ways to do it. And even with my doctor's help, it was still not getting there a hundred percent all the time. Like it would have like these really good times and then suddenly it just get really bad because I've never still dealt with it. And now that I'm starting to deal with it more, I've noticed that it's getting better. So, you know, I go to uh, James 1 and it says, consider it great joy. And, and that's, <clears throat> this is the second part because, you know, I said there's prayer, but there's praise. And I do, I do worship for praise, but here's the second part. Consider it great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Now, my mind goes to endurance. Endurance is being able to withstand constant movement. If you've done sports, you want to build up your endurance so that way when you, you could play longer, you could do longer running strides. You know, if, if you're like a long distance runner, you want to have very good endurance. Well, one of the struggles is if you don't deal with building that up, you lack the capability of keeping your energy up. You lack um, having enough oxygen, uh, oxygen, uh, oxygen when you're running or doing sports. You wear out faster. You get tired faster. 
your energy drops faster. Because you don't realize that because you don't enable endurance, you start floundering. So these experiences that we have gone through should not be looked at as why God, why did you do this to me? But understand that we live in a sinful world. People are going to make bad choices and unfortunately we will get the brunt of it. Doesn't mean it's not, it's not things that we should be forgetting, but it's things we've never truly surrendered. Because you have worth. You may have been abused as a child, but does not mean that you're worthless. Even if you're a single guy who's hoping to get married, but because of what happened to you, you don't think there's a woman who deserves you. That's a lie. If God wants you to get married, he has a plan. He has the right woman for you. You need to ask him how to get to that point. But you got to deal with your issues, otherwise it will affect that marriage. You know, I'm struggling as a guy. I don't I don't feel like I can be anything. Look how fat I am. Well, guys, you know, I'm I'm I have weight. I'm struggling with my weight. Guess what where weight comes from sometimes? Stress and anxiety that you've never dealt with. I'm hoping as I continue to deal with this, I will not be stuck where I'm at because I my body is changing itself to not be so anxious that it's actually allowing itself to let go so that it can start being working more of a normal aspect. I don't know if it's working. I don't know if it's doing that because like I said, it hasn't even been a week. But I believe there's a connection to a lot of my health struggles, especially with weight loss, that the stress just holds it in. But it all starts with praying and asking God. And I encourage you guys, if you have not done it, get a journal book for yourself. And then understand, consider it great joy, raising him for what we go through to help us become better followers of him and disciples of him. You know, the whole concept of pick up your bootstraps is not actually the way that we should be doing it. Picking up our bootstraps means you don't deal with what happened to you. And I'm not talking about getting gushy mushy and all that, but you, ha you haven't dealt with things that have happened to you, the negatives that have happened to you. It's just going to sit there in your boots, socking your socks, and you're going to be running around with it, and you're going to feel like crap all the time. Deal with it. And if you really, really need help, seek out good biblical counselors who can help you every day to deal with it. Because one of the battles that, that men go through, especially a, a person who's a pastor or someone who is in leadership, it seems shameful. You feel ashamed that you're struggling like this when you're telling people you don't have to be struggling, that you could do this. You can make it. God loves you. Like, I think of the one song that I'm probably going to share throughout the week, but I think of the song by Casting uh, Mercy Me, actually, where it says, you know, here I am standing in front of you telling you how great, you know, God is, but inside I'm actually struggling barely with any faith. A lot of men 
are struggling and and they have this anxiety and they think it's shameful to share they think it makes them look weak those are lies of the enemy anxiety should be a moment where our brotherhood should be there for each other we should be encouraging one another to step it up we should be encouraging them to speak about their problems. We should be praying with them, putting our hands on their shoulders and saying, everything is going to be all right because we're going to pray about it today. And we're going to ask God to help us find that breakthrough to see you be able to let go of that anxiety that's holding you back. You know, for me, my safe place is at home. But guess what, guys? It should be in God. That's where my peace should be 100%, not at home 100%. At home should be a place where I can you know, re-energize. But my peace, my peace should be in God. I think of Philippians 4. And it says in verse, starting in verse 6, Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving praise present your request to god and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds christ jesus you seeing that connection see the thing is says don't worry about anything well i'm not worried but the anxiety is there and it's there and it's showing itself and it's showing in my health, showing in my mind and my heart. And so now I need to put it, put everything into him through prayer petition with a thankful heart, praising who he is, presenting this request, giving it to him, whatever. Like this is just for anxiety, but this is you know, versus about anything. But just for the anxiety part, this is, this is your plan. You request and give it to him and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind. This is an everyday battle. This is a, a way to counter anxiety before it becomes anger, resentment, um, before it starts affecting how we treat each other, how we treat our wives, how we treat you know, our family, like that whole avenue of thought. This is your battle plan. And then the part that I also remember, and, and it's a verse that I had memorized a long time ago and I had forgotten about it, but I'm going to share it as ESV, even though I've been using CSB. We go to Psalms 119. It's the one of the biggest chapters in the Bible. All the way down to verse 161. But the verse that I memorized is 165. I'm going to read that whole section. It says, Princes persecute me without cause, but my heart stands in awe of your words. I rejoice at your word. You've seen rejoice comes up a lot, which is praise. And this is speaking out to God, which is prayer. And this is what it continues to say in 162. I rejoice at your word. Like one who finds great spoil, I hate and abhor falsehood, false witnessing, but I love your law, or even false teaching. 
seven times a day I praise you for your righteousness rules. And this is the verse 165. Great peace have those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. So what I'm gathering from that, just that verse right now, is that if I spend time in God's word, have better understanding of it, apply it to my life, I should not be stumbling. I shouldn't have to stumble. So we now have battle plan. We now can see what could possibly happen if we follow a battle plan now, right? Verse 166, I hope for your salvation, O Lord. I do your commandments. So you have faith in what salvation has provided, but you also obey his commandments. You, you do them. My soul keeps your testimonies. I love them exceedingly. I keep your precepts and testimonies for all my ways are before you. Seeing all that he has done and all the opportunities that he has provided. Those are his precepts and testimonies. We see God's word being used in part of my life as an application. And we get to see how he is provided and the honest that we have of what he has done. And that, my friends, my warriors, that's what I'm talking about. Anxiety is something that will affect you. If it hasn't done it yet, it will eventually. It is there and is real. If you honestly don't think you have it, double check. Because I honestly thought I didn't have it until 2019. And as I was constantly under barrage of attack from different things, it's almost like my shield and armor shattered and, and I was just, I couldn't, I couldn't stop it anymore. I couldn't block it. And it wasn't because God wasn't there because God was blocking and protecting me, but it's because it was a wear and tear in my body. Cause you know, in battle you get wear and tear. Well, the wear and tear was overwhelming enough that it actually shattered basically probably my jars of anxiety that I've been hiding for so long and didn't realize I haven't been de dealing with it for the past three years, really. Really, I had to go through a lot of different things to get to this point. But I've noticed that in 2019 is when everything started changing for me and I couldn't figure out answers and I didn't know what was going on. And I tried many different things and it's just it was just a constant battle. So now I'm seeking out God's help 100% with things that I didn't realize I had. And now I'm asking you guys, do the same. Maybe relief will come. Maybe some of the anxiety we have to stay with. You know, Paul had his thorn. Maybe this is ours. We don't know. But until we start praying and praising, I mean, for the Lord asking, seeking out his wisdom, we won't really understand what it means to have peace and see him truly remove those things from our life and casting into his care. Let's pray. Dear Holy Father, thank you for this time. I ask that you use these words to bless someone's heart today. If there's someone that's really struggling with anxiety and have been wondering if there is some form of answer. I, I don't know if I have the right answer for them, but I know what you've been doing for me. So I ask that you give them the courage to ask you. But if there's something that I've taught today that can help them, 
Make sure their ears are listening and hearing you speak and challenge them. Thank you for working in me and, and really showing me something I didn't realize that was really there. And I ask, Lord, you continue to help me just as you help some of these men that are also struggling too. I ask today, Lord, that today there will be some form of breakthrough for anybody who's listening. And I thank you, Lord. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys once again. Share these podcasts. If you think someone needs to hear this, let them have a link. I, I don't, I'm not looking for the fame part of this. I'm not looking to be something. I just, I want to see men change. I want to see men tr being transformed. I want to see men waking up from the dark abyss that we've been stuck in for a while. And we need to get out and start being warriors for God and godly men who want to live upright lives. So make sure if you know any guys who'd be interested, let them know about this. Thank you. And I will see you next time. God bless.